Welcome lovelies to my first podcast release, We Need to Talk. I'm Yanni Christie, your host. Today, we're going to jump right into the meat of the matter. We're going to speak about anxiety. And what does anxiety have to do with you? How do you actually tackle anxiety? And how do you overcome it? Well, anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So basically, there is something in the future that you're uncertain about, that you're not sure about, and it brings about a feeling that makes you worry just because you are not sure and you're not in control of that event. This is actually a normal feeling. It's normal to feel anxious about something you're not sure of or something that you have to do that you do not know the outcome. With this being said, different age group, different stages all experience some type of anxiety and and many people would have had to learn how to live with anxiety or how to deal with it. As I said, it's a tip, it's a normal response. The issue though is when it is out of normal levels, when it's heightened, when it affects your function, that is your ability to do your daily tasks, when it causes extreme distress, and when it affects how you relate to others. That is when anxiety becomes an issue because we... We tend to need some type of anxiety or some type of stress to push us to actually do something. Take for instance, if you're feeling anxious about an exam, which you have time to prepare for, that anxiety pushes you to go and study and to prepare for that exam, right? Also, if you have a presentation to do and you have stage fright, you'll more likely, because of that that apprehension, that anxiety you'll take a longer time to prepare to ensure that you know everything and that you know what you're going to say that when you go up there you can actually execute well and as i said before that is normal what is not normal or when anxiety becomes a problem is when you go into that exam even though you have prepared and you know that you have studied the material well you go into that exam and you're jittery, you're nervous and you're unable to think straight because of anxiety, because you're not sure what you'll actually put on the paper. Also, still using the presentation example, in the presentation, you are standing before the crowd, you begin stuttering, you, you, you begin to sweat profusely and you're unable to get your thoughts in a cohesive way. That's when anxiety becomes a problem. Let's get into the big meat of the matter. I know many of you are at that stage when you're trying to figure out who you are. When you're trying to figure out what career should you do, what should you do in college, should you even go to college? What kind of things do you really like? What do you like to spend your time doing? What can you see yourself do in the future? What are you really passionate about? And I can just imagine, well, I can't. I have been there. I know that that causes a whole lot of stress, which leads to anxiety. Because you want to make the right decision. This is a life-altering moment. I mean, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Again, as I said, you're in a stage where 
there's a whole lot of questions and how do we really answer questions we answer questions through experimenting so it's okay to dabble in the art it's okay to dabble in the sciences it's okay to do different things so you can find where in your passion lies and what you truly like and what you see yourself doing for the long haul but sometimes we're not really afforded with that um, choice that chance to actually you know mix and mingle so i'm going to go into a little bit of decision making which is kind of like a different topic but it actually helps you to decrease anxiety so trying to figure out what you want to do um in life what you want to become you sit down and you list all your strengths you list all your weaknesses you list what you like you list your interests you can even list what your parents would want you to do because sometimes it's probably something that you they actually see in you understand and you have a column for different things so then you can rate them you can level them on a scale to say okay then i'm more passionate about drawing even though i really like the science and i like physics i really really like drawing and i like to draw animation and you rank it and you say okay then one for drawing animation two for doing physics so this is a way of you actually limiting your anxiety because you are basically putting things that you are actually in control of in front of you here is where you have control you have control over the present and the present is a great predict predictor of future outcome let me repeat that the present is a predictor of future outcomes let me give an example normally when you are going to university they have a requirement cxe ones or two why because typically if you pass cxe with one and two you would have grasped the concept at such a level that you should be able to function well doing the subjects or the courses in university so they use that to predict that you'll be able to be successful in college life it's just the same way here in the present based on what you know what you like you can you can predict that okay then this field would be better for me right i hope we're understanding so that's one way of limiting the anxiety now then there are things that you can't escape things that you can't go around like the example that i gave presentation exams and i would have said prepare you know preparing again <laughs> the present predicting the future because the level of preparedness tells will predict um your grade so you prepare while you have the time for that presentation for that exam as much as you can that is in your control now on the day even before again because we have habits we have behaviors we have things that we have the proclivity more likely to go to right so what you do and what can help with anxiety is simple breathing exercises focusing on your breathing there are apps for that there's meditation apps um, balance being a good one that you can use on it's currently only on iphones or apple not on android as yet but it's coming soon you can use balance to meditate you can use other exercises that helps with your breathing 
and i'm giving you homework guys so go and look up exercise that helps you just to be centered there's a next thing called mindfulness it keeps you centered it keeps you in the present because remember anxiety is about the future it's usually about the future something that is going to happen that you're uncertain about so you want to keep yourself in the present you want to keep yourself grounded and this is what these exercises are geared towards now i want to give an example an experience so i actually went for an interview the other day and needless to say i was anxious and because i didn't know what the outcome was be and it wasn't even so much about getting the job which i mean that's why i went to the interview but it was about doing well in the in the interview i wanted to know that i did well i did my best i wanted to answer the questions confidently and i was just nervous <laughs> and this is me this is what i used so i'm a christian and i believe in god right and I believe that all things work for good for those who serve him. I also believe that there are certain things in my control. That is what we talked about before. The present, what you're in control of, what you can do. You can prepare for that interview. You can prepare for that presentation. You can get all the knowledge that you need prior to. That is what I'm in control of. While my preparedness is a predictor, of how successful I will be. There are other factors that I cannot control. There may be another candidate who is more experienced than I am. There may be some politics behind the scene. There may be something that happens on the day that actually impedes my ability to actually do well. That is what I'm not in control of. And because I'm not in control of that, the worry that I have will not change that. And so I left all of that to God. I was like, God, that's your job. That's your duty. I'm going to leave that to you because homegirl over here can't deal with stress. <laughs> and so I tried my best to do what I could do on my own side. So, you know, prepared for the interview, looked up interview questions. I got my clothes together because when you look good, you feel good, right? So I put my clothes together, ensure that I got my hair combed. I got some questions. I spoke with persons that would have been in the field just to get an idea. And that's how I prepared myself. And then everything else, I just prayed and I left it in God's hand. And I kid you not, when I went into that interview, I went in with a little bit of anxiety. Because as I said, a little bit of anxiety, is, it is normal. And so... I just whispered a prayer and I left everything to God. I'm like, I can only answer the questions as much as I'm knowledgeable about it. So I'm not going to worry about what I don't know, but I will do what I do know. And that was the mindset and my anxiety decreased. And there's a quick point that I want to make. A lot of this has to do with the thoughts that we think. Most of our feelings stem, stems from what we think. So if you think you will fail, it will make you anxious. If you think you'll be successful, you're more likely to be more at peace and confident. So train your thoughts. Train your thoughts to be positive. And not positive in the sense of actually, you know, not being sensible, not being realistic. But positive in the sense that if I do my best, then I have nothing else to worry about. My best is good enough. And we've heard this being said a lot of times. Only your best is good enough. So I know you're at that stage when the main question is, who am I? 
they're trying to figure out life and that's okay and as i said before it's okay to be anxious it's normal what's not okay is when that anxiety takes over your life and affects how you function right so remember how you can actually battle anxiety you can take care of what you can do in the present you can prepare for whatever you know that is coming right you have that in your control you cannot control the outcome of the future because the future is yet to come but you can predict what the possibility of the future might be by being prepared and next thing when you're actually in that space which you would have done through prior practice is to do breathing exercise to do to do exercise that keeps you grounded in the present to know that this is what i would have prepared for and this is what i can do this is how i'll execute and again as i said it comes from the thoughts and how you think so think positive thoughts think positive things over yourself and with that being said in terms of thinking positive thoughts sometimes we have some unrealistic expectations of ourselves life is about ups and downs so you will fail you will mess up but that's okay that's life so don't put yourself in a state of where you can't be flexible where you have to get a hundred all the time where you have to score 90 seven all the time goals are good yes set good goals but still leave room for anything that could possibly happen so when you're training your thoughts please put away those unrealistic expectations and i know it's easier said than done and it takes time it's going to become a habit so it's going to have to be developed over time because you're coming from where we would normally have these unrealistic expectations you have these negative thoughts towards self we're moving from that place and in moving from that place we have to actually train ourselves again i'm going to plug a next app it's called intellect it is on androids i'm not sure if it's on iphones but it's on Android, you guys can check it out check it out it's called intellect so you can it have it has different things that you're going through that you need help with so you probably have um how to be more assertive you have dealing with anxiety and such such stuff like that so whatever you know you'd want to tackle and you want to train you can actually use that app to help you again homework i want you guys to be a part of the change that happens in you I want you guys to be a part of the change that happens in you I want you to be in control and herein you'll find your identity so thank you again for coming out to, for listening tuning in to this first podcast release we need to talk where we talked about anxiety I mean there are more stuff coming up on anxiety and I'm just here to actually let you know that we've all been there and to let you know that we can all get through this and there are ways to actually limit and decrease those anxious feelings that you're feeling. I'm your host, Yanni Christie. Have a wonderful day. Welcome back to Release We Need to Talk. I'm your host, Yanni Christie. Let's recap our first episode. 
our first episode was about anxiety it was about anxiety what it is what it looks like and why do we experience it we would have also mentioned that anxiety is normal it's a normal response and we would have delved into when it is actually not so normal is when it's debilitative when it actually causes an issue in our normal function that's when anxiety is not normal and that's when we actually have an issue that we need to address but i've also explored ways that we can decrease our levels of anxiety today i really want to get into anxiety being a debilitative emotion right an emotion that actually impedes you from doing what you're supposed to do or what you have set out to do right so we experience this type of anxiety when the anxiety itself is greater than the event that actually triggered it right so the anxiety that you are experiencing is actually greater than the event that triggered it and i want to just retract remember that i say that being anxious is a normal feeling it's a normal emotion right normal feeling what happens is that sometimes we feel that normal anxiety right which propels us to do something going back to the first episode for everyone who would have listened to the first episode if you haven't to go on because this is a continuation right you will have an exam coming up and you experience some form of anxiety some form of concern because you actually want to do well on your exam so what you go and do is prepare you study you garner enough knowledge before that exam so that when you go into that exam you are at a advantage of being successful right that is totally normal that is good anxiety that is anxiety that is normal however with that anxiety sometimes what happens is that when you go into that exam right it can be a case where you would have prepared but you still have those irrational thoughts that we would have talked about those unrealistic expectations in the back of your mind that inhibits your ability to see that you would have already prepared so there's a great possibility of you being successful right could be either that or you would not have prepared for the exam so when you go into that exam you start to experience certain symptoms that decreases or inhibits your ability to function that is to actually do the exam that's when anxiety becomes an issue because no you cannot think straight you cannot read correctly you cannot remember what you're supposed to do and you're probably even experiencing certain physical issues you can't hold a pencil right you're shivering and you aren't able to execute okay and know that we've just you know kind of put that in a nutshell that you can actually see what i'm talking about we're going to speak about the signs and symptoms of anxiety which kind of just came out in what i was talking about because as you would have heard problem concentrating you don't remember what you study for the person who would have studied and for the person who would not have prepared you can't concentrate because they don't know anything um you are being agitated so you have a racing pulse your heart start beat fast and you start panic you have dry mouth for some reason no saliva now come out 
you have sweaty palms and underpits, right? You are experiencing muscle tension. Your muscles just feel stiff. And while your muscles stiff, you shake, you shiver, and you can't hold the pencil properly to actually do what you're supposed to do, right? You start to have irrational fears. You start thinking, but oh my God, I'm going to feel this subject. I'm going to feel university. I'm going to feel life. Which people would have failed subject in school before and they still are doing pretty well in life. Not to say we should be comfortable with not putting in the work, but I'm just saying it's an irrational fear right here. It's not logical because when you do A plus B equals C, right here, it doesn't add up. And you're experiencing restlessness. You're in the exam and you can't sit still. You move over the place. You just have this urgent need to move. And prior to this, let us rewind mm, before the exam. You know, say you couldn't fall asleep. And when you finally drop asleep, you're frying out your seat because you're thinking about the exam and the exam is stressing you out the thought of the exam is stressing you out so you are experiencing anxiety and experiencing anxiety that is debilitative it is affecting your function right and panic attacks so this is when this is a heightened state of anxiety this is arousal state you know so this is when everything culminates into one you're sweating you can't focus um, you have a fear of dying, you feel detached from yourself, your heart is racing, you feel like you can't breathe, you have this sudden urge to sometimes to scream, you just feel out of place and it's a heightened state, everything is going on. And that's when you're experiencing a panic attack. Now a panic attack um, is, as I said, it's a heightened state. So you can be in a panic attack, then you go back to normal state or a little bit of anxiety, and then you can go back up. So you may experience different panic attacks over your lifespan, right? Um, with this being said, when we are experiencing all of this and it's ongoing and it's something that is consistent, we may need to seek professional help because there may be a disorder there may be something greater there and there's when you are experiencing pain some type of physical discomfort you go to the doctor right you go to the doctor because you want to know what is wrong and what you can do about it is the same thing with any emotional or mental issue you may be experiencing you go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist right to actually see what is there going on because this is not normal and what can I do to help myself. So if you're experiencing all of this, I am encouraging you to seek professional help. Now, you know, I love to share an experience because I believe experience really brings the thing home. So for me, I would have had experience with panic attacks. And this had had... This has happened for years. I don't remember quite exactly when I had my first panic attack, but it's probably primary school and it stretched out. So they, they wouldn't um, group around a certain time. It would be stretched out over my lifespan up until university, experiencing panic attacks, right? And it wasn't specific say you have something that's called social anxiety disorder you know have problem with interacting socially 
It wasn't specific because I'm a talker and I could talk to people. It was more event-based. So if I had a presentation coming up, I had a course I needed to do, I had an issue with someone, and again, the irrational fears, irrational thoughts come about, I experienced a panic attack. And that, as I said, that has been going on. It's not something that sat well with me. And so I sought help, um, professional help. I would have talked. I would have, when I started university, not when I started university, in my third year in university, I started doing counseling. Um, because you, the university is a big space and we have a whole lot of students. I didn't get the attention, exactly the one-on-one -on -one attention and the time needed to really tackle my anxiety. So I spoke with a lecturer who is actually a psychologist, you know, trained. And he would have been giving me certain advice and stuff to get past my anxiety and anything that I was dealing with in life. Um, I want to be more descriptive of, of what a panic attack looks like for me. So I'd start off with the thoughts. It generally stems from thinking, that I'm not good enough, this is not going to work out, I won't be able to do this, it's just everything go flop. <laughs> and then I begin to panic, like really panic. And then what happens now is that after I begin to panic, I start to shake, I feel like I can't breathe, I feel like I can't speak, I feel like I'm going to die. And my, my limbs get weak and I just want to crumble to the floor and I feel hot and I start to sweat. But with me, something that I haven't noticed anybody else is that I feel this sudden urge to scream. And every time I open my mouth to say something, I scream. And that's when it's at, at, at its heightened state. Sometimes I have them like mini. And I mean, you can imagine how that feels being in public and all of that, all of that is going on. And so I remember when I had my last panic attack, I had it third year, first semester, the summer, like right when you're about to get into school. So it's probably August, same way, or early September, I had my final panic attack. And I was like, no, I can't go through life like this, you know. I can't, something needs to be done. And that's why I sought the counseling and I would have spoken to my lecturer and everything. And then again, as I mentioned before, um it stems from the thought so i started trying to think more positive thoughts towards myself try to see myself in a better light like you can do this and to tell myself that i'm capable actually doing the work because it's when you actually do something you realize how efficient you are so actually doing the work to prove to myself that i can do this and i look at past experience because I would have gotten good grades so why can't i get a good grade now you understand stuff like that also i would have what i had to do and this is something that is paramount in what caused me to not have a panic attack since is to separate myself from my anxiety i had to say my anxiety is not me i'm not equal to my anxiety i'm so much more than my anxiety so I, I needed to stop making my anxiety my identity. And when I separated from it, I realized that I could actually deal with it because 
if my anxiety is not me, I can shed it. But when I claimed my anxiety as myself, you can just imagine what type of cognitive dissonance I'd be experiencing having to separate from my core, from my personal self, because I thought of my anxiety as me. And I'm, I'm more than the sum of my parts. You know, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts or it's equal to or greater than the sum of its parts. Meaning that there's so much that adds up that makes you you. And so I had to separate from my anxiety. Again, I would have mentioned I'm a Christian and I would have taken what I know I can control and I would have tried my best to do and to prepare for the things that I can control and left everything else that I can't control into God's hand. And that's how I was able to actually not experience panic attack. I still do get heightened anxiety at times, but it's easier now. Breathing exercises, again, I would have mentioned balance. You know, just meditating, learning to focus on your breathing to be grounded. I would have also, you know, just stop the thoughts, just to be still. Sometimes you just have to stop everything. If you have time, just stop and just put it aside for a while. Think about what is causing all of this. What is making you so anxious? And I go back to that interview example. I realized that I was anxious because I didn't believe that I would execute well. I believe that I would have gone in there and I would have actually been anxious. I was anxious for my anxiety that I was expecting to happen. And what I had to say to myself is that you can't do, you can't say more than you know. That's it. And you can't learn more in this instant. The knowledge that you have is the knowledge that you already have. And that's the knowledge that you are going to perform on. And no type of worrying will actually change that. No type of worrying will actually change that. It will change the fact that you just know what you know here, in the here and now. So all you can do is do what you do know. And we're at the end of another podcast, at the end of another topic. And I want you to remember the type. Um, I want you to remember that there are certain levels to anxiety in terms of it being normal when it is actually equivalent to the event that actually triggered it but when it's debilitative and when it's actually out of bounds is when it's higher than the event that triggered it and there are certain symptoms like you know difficulty concentrating restlessness inability to sleep or to um stay asleep restlessness fatigue Remember those symptoms and remember that it's always good to seek professional help if you're experiencing these symptoms. Thanks again for tuning in to Release We Need to Talk. And I'm Yannick Christie, your host, and we'll have another talk soon. Thank you.